know you're curious to see what's inside. It's what happens when two holidays collide. Jack Skellington came here from Halloween Town. You'll notice his handiwork scattered around. Our holiday tale is a tale that's quite charming. But during this season, it's sometimes alarming. So relax and reflect. Feel free to take pause while we tell you a tale about dear Sandy Claus. But when Halloween creates Christmas, you might see a few flaws. Time for our holiday tale to begin. There's no turning back now. Colby, give us the music. My name is Johnny J, and this is episode 79 of the DMSW Podcast. Welcome back to the DMSW podcast. This is episode 79 and as excited as I am to get this guest on here today and ask him a whole bunch of questions. The the thing that I am most excited about is to get his information and his websites out to you guys. You have this is a podcast is uh, is obviously an audio medium here, but this guest here is all about the visual content, the, the videos that this guy is putting out have to be seen by your eyes. So please, if there's ever a time I've told you guys to go click on a link or go follow uh, somebody on Instagram, this is the one time that you definitely have to listen to me today because today's guest, we have Larry from Your Magic Film. Larry, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Uh, it's my pleasure, sir. My pleasure. Your your content just absolutely blew my doors off. And I think we all question what what's going on with the the Instagram algorithm. We can't figure it out how to make it yeah. love our stuff and how to make it push the right people in front of our eyes. If, if you're somebody that scrolls through that for you page, I sometimes I feel like 90, 95 percent of what they're throwing at you just doesn't make any sense. But every once in a while that they say the blind squirrel finds a nut and uh Whatever happened in the algorithm stars to make your content push. In and front we found of my each other that day. We found each yes. other. Yeah. It, it's a two way street. You know, it's not just <laughs> you finding me, it's me finding you. Yep. Finally, the internet brought us together. So <laughs> uh, I want to make sure people know where to go here to see your stuff. So yeah. uh, we'll hit the website first yourmagicfilm.com. You can see all of Larry's videos on his YouTube page as well youtube.com slash at your magic film and you can reach out to larry on instagram at your magic film so larry uh also want to make sure we tell everybody uh now is the perfect time to go to uh, larry's website he has a sale right now going on the christmas sale 
running through December 19th, which will save you 25% off your, your Magic Film package. But before we get into all the business stuff, Larry, why don't we, uh, why don't we start kind of in the, going our, into our time machine here, go in the past, and why don't you let everybody know, how did you kind of, how did you first become a, a, a Disney fan? Was it a big part of your life growing up, or were you kind of getting into it more as an adult? So I first went to Disney World when I was nine. Because I grew up in the Midwest, so I did not go to Disney very often. So nine years yep. old, my aunt, my aunt took me. It was amazing. I mean, who doesn't love Disney when you finally get to go as a kid? It's amazing. I've been probably five or six times since then to Disney World, but I moved to California to be near Disneyland. Not, on, not particularly. My wife's job brought me out here in 2018, and I wasn't... a huge disney fan yet but once i was like oh disneyland actually only is about 25 minutes away and um <laughs> i am a huge like theme park nerd i grew up in the midwest like i said i went to cedar point and king's island these are large parks with uh huge roller coasters of course disney doesn't have those but nonetheless i was like i knew all the stats about all these coasters and like how tall the fourth hill was you know just like really useless stuff like that and yep. um so it was really easy for me to pivot from those useless facts to disney facts which <laughs> um i think are a lot more fun uh to just just a lot of history with walt disney and, and i just began to absorb it all and of course my wife was a fan so that really helped pull me in and then you have kids and you're like, oh, yeah, they're gone. So yeah, it's over. I'm, I'm all the way in. Over. Yeah, I'm all the way <laughs> in on the Disney fan. Um, I, I watch all the all the usual suspects of people who have Disney accounts on YouTube and stuff to get familiar with everything and before going. And it's just been so much fun to be a local here at Disneyland. I do have the top pass so that I can go. Oh, gosh. I mean, when I'm not working with a family at Disneyland, I'm still going. Uh, either by myself or with my wife on dates, and then we bring the kids sometimes. <laughs> and awesome. uh, we end up going between, I don't you know, it, me, I'm there between three and eight times a month. It just depends. Sure. That is so cool. And now we could easily completely go off on a tangent here and just talk about Cedar Point for uh, for an entire episode <laughs> we as well. I had, I had an aunt and uncle that lived in uh, Lorraine, Ohio growing up, and I used to spend a week with them every summer growing up. So we'll save we'll save a Cedar Point episode for uh, a future future excuse to get you back on the show. We'll rank our top 10 favorite coasters from from Cedar Point. <laughs> Yes, it has changed over the years. Um, I feel like I should uh, also just kind of here towards the top of the hour here, just kind of talk about what your magic film actually is. I'm not sure your listeners yet know specifically what it is that I do. Um, yep. And that is families will hire me to uh, come to Disneyland or California Adventure. It's typically Disneyland. Um, and I will basically film your adventures there your family's adventures up until about lunchtime i mean we can it's typically four hours or so just because most of the time people don't i don't need to be there all day and people don't want me there all day but i'm able to film candid reactions and one of the more important things is everybody is in the film and usually you know when you go on a trip there's somebody who's the shutterbug who's not going to be behind the camera. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of times that was me. 
I'm like, hey, dad's <laughs> not in anything. Usually it's mom. But for me, it was dad. And um, I, uh, I so it's a two to three minute highlight film. Um, basically just of you. It, it could be couples. I've done couples only. Typically, though, it is a family ranging from three or four, you know, total. I mean, I've also done huge vacations of people that came in from Australia. There were 16 of them. And so so I can oh work with a large group. Yeah, um, it's more challenging, no doubt. That was also a multi-day shoot. Um, but yeah, so and then you get this amazing two-minute highlight that you, when you see it, it's uh, it's just different. It just hits different because it's filmed, you know, not with your phone. It's just going to look a lot different uh, from what you're typically used to seeing uh, when you record it yourself because it is shot with a, uh, a Sony camera, um, a very nice camera with a very nice lens. And I've got a couple of tricks that I do to just kind of make it look magical um, that, uh, that just really help lend it to just just looking a certain kind of like childlike wonder, mystical, magical look to it that I've kind of honed in on. And I love making these things. And um, I would love to make one for you and your family if, if you'd, if you'd want. And yeah, I'm having that little sale right now where it is 25% off uh, through December 19. Uh, why December 19? Because after that there's blockout dates for the inspire key. So I can't go, uh, <laughs> beyond the 19th i'm so sad but uh yeah that's what your magic film is so it's it's a it's a a magic film for you so the the best thing you guys should be doing while you're listening to this podcast is is bookmark these websites here and these uh social channels here for for larry because that that's the thing that it kind of grabs me the most is when when I watch one of these videos on youtube I end up going through seven eight different families that he's worked with and watch them and the, the the style that he uses when he puts these things together, you don't know anything about these families, but just watching these videos, you get sucked in every single time. And I, to me, some of the the real magic is it doesn't look like some pre-produced thing from Disney where the park is completely empty and every shot is like, well, how the heck do you see that? When do you ever see a family just waltzing through the park with nobody around them? That Larry's able to put these videos together in a way where you you get all the magic and all that emotion coming from these these kids faces and these the reaction shots but it doesn't look like that pre-produced thing you see other families walking around in the background so it it feels like in a weird way the the best family video that you've ever seen in your entire life in ultra That's ultra high def quality it's incredible <clears throat> definitely the goal it's the best it's the best family film you'll ever make probably (laughs) unless you're a videographer and you do this a lot. It probably is the best thing you're going to have. And I'm available for repeat trips. I mean, I have people that come back and and hire me when the kids get older. Um, I've had one family. I did their, their, she was three. And then uh, the mom had twins. And then when they got older, the twins turned three or, or yeah, I think they were three. And then they, uh, they're repeat clients with me and now I might do another fourth one with them. They just, every time the kids turn three or four, it seems to be a sweet spot um, oh, that's for awesome. me to, to, for me to film them. Very cool. Very cool. So can you tell us about kind of, how did you come up with the idea to, to start doing this? Were you, did you do photo and video work in your, in your regular uh, day job and that kind of bled into this or where, where does that idea first come from? So I've been doing video 
since 2003, which is going to put us at 20 years now, <laughs> um, <laughs> back when we were on tape. But uh, never was really a, a big into photography, just always video called to me. And and, mm -hmm. um, and in terms of how it how I thought of this idea, I, I'm honestly shocked that more people aren't doing it. I, I when I first thought of it, I was like, well, why aren't more people doing it? So when the when when the park reopened after being closed from the pandemic, um, that is when I went with my 18 month old. Well, she was almost two, but yeah, um, it was April of 21 or 22. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, 21. Um, and I really wasn't expecting to, to, to create anything amazing. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to follow my daughter around, let her run around in the park. It's been forever since it's been open. It was very bare at the park in terms of uh, people, just because they were limiting who could come. You had to stand six feet apart. Everyone had to have masks. Um, and so I was like, I don't know if I'm really going to, you know, like what I get, but I just followed my wife around with my daughter, Lily. And, uh, I didn't realize what I had captured until I got back into the edit and I was looking at the footage and I'm just like, man, there are just, even when filming it, you don't always know what you've got. And then when you go right. back and you sit down and you're editing and you're able to slow everything down and it just puts this new like emphasis on these moments, all, these little smiles and hugs that kids have. And um, I was like, this is amazing. Like I want to share this with people. And we talked about the algorithm in the pre-show here and when we was in the show already, I can't remember. And uh, no, it was in the show and I posted it on Facebook. I'm thinking nobody's going to, Nobody's gonna see this. Uh, threw it in a group. I, I don't know, a thousand comments. I don't know. Just people just went wild over this thing. I, That's so awesome. And uh, I was like, wow, people really like this. I should offer this to people, you know, because it is special. And I, I think people would would want to have one of these things because nobody's doing it. Why is nobody doing this? I don't. And I, I, and the more I, I have the answer to that. I have the answer to why nobody's doing this. Partly, I think it's because. Um, it can be challenging to work with your kids, let alone other people's kids. And I just think most videographers don't really want to bother with it. I don't know. Uh, but for me, I'm just so used to it. I, just having a two-year-old and four-year-old now, I know how this works. I know how how <laughs> kids can be. I know how many hours I need to shoot. Like I have built-in time for tantrums and, and we need to sit, we need to eat, we need to go to the bathroom. Like all that's totally normal to me. And I think people just feel more comfortable after they talk with me a little bit and go, oh, okay, Larry's not gonna, you know, make me feel bad about how I do stuff. You know, I, I've done all the techniques to get kids to move on to new things. Like nothing is gonna surprise me at this point. <laughs> and, um, yep. and, and I love it. I just, it, I, I, I know how to talk with kids. If I didn't have kids, I honestly, I don't know. I'd be like, I don't know how to talk to kids, but since I have kids <laughs> at, at this sweet age, it's like, I know exactly what to do and say and get yeah, them you know the tricks. Yeah, and you don't bust the camera out in the first you know, like two minutes anyway. You know, kids are gonna just be like, "Whoa, what's going on?" Um, you know, who's this guy? But I get, I basically get come. Uh, I basically, people will then start to refer to me as Uncle Larry. Like I'm just Uncle Larry. Oh, there you go. You know, I'm here along. 
for the for the ride for a few hours and then um a lot of a lot of the parents tell me like when they go back for the second day they go oh the kids ask him like where's uncle Where's uncle larry yeah why isn't he with (laughs) why isn't he with us like oh he was Uh, only here for just a day that's a great compliment to get right there from so yeah it's the best it's the best yeah so i posted it and people started like reaching out i was like i guess i'll like try to offer it and i just first i tried it out with just like one or two people you know i didn't make them pay much of anything because i really didn't know if i could do this with other kids and then once i was able to like prove to kind of to myself that i can deliver a consistent product to people because i definitely don't want people to feel like oh man my kid was just you know what what is he gonna do when when my kid like doesn't seem to be cooperating? I still haven't had one where kids where I'm not able to get something. But I do think that some people are definitely like they're waiting until the kids are you they're either doing it when their kids are really young, like under like around a year, and they're just like yep, just barely beginning to explore, and then or they're kind of waiting until three or four. Um, that's the, most people or and older. Um, but I do get two year olds. Um, it's just, you know, I, I think it's like the two year olds where they know that like, hey, I think they'll do a pretty good job. Um, but yeah, I, I'm able to work with anybody. I could I'll just end it with that. I can work with everybody. So if you have the ter- somebody in the terrible twos or the, the scary yeah. threes, whatever they're calling them these days, you can still you can still reach out to Larry. He can handle it. I can handle it. I could totally handle it. <laughs> You don't have to feel bad about anything going on. I, I offer up to four hours of filming because honestly, we only really need like two. Um, yep. And just those other two hours are really just to just, hey, well, what direction do you do they want to go? And let's just let them go that way. Because even if we aren't going to go to a ride, the the quote unquote correct ride that we were scheduled to go to, uh, if they want to go look at something, then that's great footage, too. Like, let's let them explore. Because if they're happy to explore, I'm going to get the camera down at their angle. I'm going to get shots that you as the parent are not going to notice. And then you'll be in some of the shots, which is actually a good thing because finally you're in it. And that doesn't happen very often. But also the kids are going to want to see what you look like when they were younger. Like they want to (laughs) see this is as much for them as it is for you. Yeah. Who doesn't enjoy looking at old photos or videos of your parents when they had hair or. 30 pounds less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to want to remember this. You're going to want to remember this. And my background is in filming weddings. So I did weddings for 10 years. So, you know, I, I know how to film people. I'm a people pleaser as well. Um, I, I just, in a, in a live scenario, like once in a lifetime shots with weddings, and you really only get like one or, you know, certain shots with kids you have to anticipate. And that's what I've yep. gotten really good at doing. And that's great advice, I think, for anybody just going out into the parks, too. I try to tell everybody that's kind of not a Disney super fan like me that'll reach out and go, hey, I know you're a big Disney guy. I'm bringing my kids for the first time. What's, like, the best advice you can give me? And it's always just go with the flow and just, you know your kids and just kind of watch for those signs when the meltdown's coming or when they need a nap or when they're hungry. But the best memories that you're going to build and have in the park is when you're just going with the flow and kind of riding that wave of, do the rides they want to ride, go meet the characters they want to meet. And that's when they're happy and in a perfect mood. That's when that magic just falls right into place. So that's really cool. Exactly. We're not always going to hit up the exact rides in the exact order that we planned for. And that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. 
exactly <laughs> we're just gonna we might come back and hit them up later they might be closed i've had that happen all the time they're just not running i don't know if they don't have enough staff or something well, like rides that don't go down in disney come on no 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 that never happens <laughs> <laughs> All right, so walk us through here if you're a family listening and and they they're wondering if they're a right fit or if this is something that they get in, should get into. Kind of walk us through how's the process work? Do they reach out to you and there's a conversation back and forth? How kind of how, how do things get kicked off in the right direction? Where where should they go first? First, well, first is definitely make sure you like the the films. Okay, so the films are on my Instagram at your magic film, but I also have a few on my website yourmagicfilm.com. And there's a contact form there and you can get uh, in touch with me that way and start the conversation. But I mean, I'll respond to DMs on Instagram, of course, you know, send me some some questions you have there. Um, And yeah, the first thing then after that is just to make sure I'm available on the date. So you'll be able to put that in the form and um, just go from there. So almost similar to like working with the TA, kind of reach out as a form and then you kind of build build the, the the day around what the, what they're looking for yeah i mean i have suggestions on like what what films well uh certain dark rides you know I, I mean i've had people be like oh i really want you to film me on you know snow white and as much as i'd like to do that uh th- i can't it's just too dark the unless right. i'm in Quality's this exact same I mean, the quality is just very difficult with how dark it is but um, you know, some people are like, oh, what about like Space Mountain? Like, that's a hard no, definitely not happening. So we can't do everything. But um, sure. I'll figure out what are the rides that you like um, that are important to you. You know, certain rides have more significance to certain families. Um, I had one family, the Australians that came in where when they were very young, they were not like, I don't know, maybe they were like anywhere from four to seven years old there's all these siblings there was four of them mm-hmm. i believe it was four uh and they had this photo from 32 years ago where they were pulling the sword out of the uh stone oh wow. and then when they came back they recreated like we looked at the photo and we recreated the photo uh for video and then i like cut between the two uh just mm-hmm. to show like and they matched their stances and like the hat obscuring the eye and like oh, where they were awesome. like all just the subtleties. It just looked awesome. So, I mean, like I've had um, just really fun stuff like that. And when you, if you have something like that, that's significant to you, there's a spot on the forum where you could write it down or we'll get to it through conversation. I'll, I'll find out what's important to you. Not everybody cares about the sword and stone, you know, but um, <laughs> some people do. Some people do, yep. you know? So what would you say your your kind of your your style personal style is when you're working with a family or do, does it change depending on the type of family itself cuz I'm thinking like somebody for like for us I know most of my kids and especially my wife they are very introverted so they're going to want to be they're going to be intimidated just having you there and so is it more just kind of like you tell them ahead of time like pretend I'm not even here and I just you do your thing and I'll just kind of film you from the outside or do you have yeah. families that are more like, no, they're just super outgoing and they, they want that kind of like almost you give us direction. Tell us what you think will come across really well in the film and kind of like a movie director. Tell us where to go. Yeah, I have. Well, I certainly have both types of families, but it doesn't change my style that much. Of course, if mm-hmm. they're very introverted and 
uh, they don't even really want to know that I'm there. I'm uh, it's impossible for me to be like, hey, I'm not here. Like, I'm here. Like, you could tell when you're being filmed. I know that you, you can kind of feel <laughs> that. But um, oh, trust me, Larry, about... I know all about it. Every time I go out, I'm paparazzi. You can tell. I, I understand. You can tell. I understand. You can tell. <laughs> you get it. You get it. I know. <laughs> They're in my bushes right now. So the, all the curtains are drawn. <laughs> No, but uh, they know a camera's on them, but I make people feel comfortable and everything is very candid. So, uh, no, there's not really the awkward like, okay, now, you know, go walk over there and then um, uh, and then turn 45 degrees. Like, there is no direct, because nobody's an actor. Nobody's an actor. They're not going to remember any of this stuff. Like, even if you're really into this, it's still really hard to do unless you're an actor, especially when there's kids involved things are just going to happen. So the only direction I ever really give is like, okay, we're going to get some shots in front of the castle. And I just want you guys to just walk over towards the castle and you can, you know, point towards it, gesture or do nothing or just be happy as you approach it. But I'm not going to be giving directions that are involved. It's just overwhelming. I think for anybody, when you start getting too many directions and then your kid's not following and you're like, Oh no, I'm not doing this right. How's this going to look? It's going to look so bad. Like, no, no, no. It's (laughs) like, if the kids just wants to like walk under the castle and, and be expressionless, then that's totally fine. Um, you know, it's all good. Like, um, it's very candid. It's how they were. Um, there'll be plenty of happy and smiling shots on other rides. Um, but I do have like a system of things that I go through just to keep the quality pretty consistent. Um, you know, the the main three rides that we typically will get if the kids are under the age of four or under the age of five um, is going to be some Dumbo. They're going to be doing some teacups, uh, not fast because yours truly can't go that fast. Um, <laughs> and uh, King Arthur's Carousel. Uh, we'll get some shots there. A lot of people love Small World. A lot of people love uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway now. Um, just walking shots, character meet and greets. Like we, There's a lot to do in up to four hours um, that at some point you're going to see a character. Something's going to look great and they're going to be happy. Like You don't have to worry about it. But I don't really change. It's very candid. Like, um, it, Yeah, it's, I, I don't want to overwhelm any families with too many directions. Excellent. All right, cool. Um, so you said typically like with the package, you would, uh, they would get you for four hours in the park. Mm -hmm. Do you have add-ons to your package for families that, that want to do do. a longer video? If they want a a longer finished product, than a two minute video, can you make longer packages for them? And is that all you have set, set add-ons that you can uh, tell people about now, or is it kind of part of that part of that conversation that you have through there? No, once they inquire, once you inquire, you'll um you'll get another like list of all the stuff that I offer. Um, okay. It's not too many things, but the two minute film is the base film. You can make it three minutes if you want. Um, that adds on another hour of filming just to kind of cover my butt to make sure I've got enough time, uh, enough time with everybody to to get a compelling three minutes because I I do want it to be the best two or three minutes that you've ever seen right i don't want to i don't want it to feel like it's stretching uh for any reason so it's going to be really good um you can also add on video that you take with your phone on days when i'm not there so if you want to blend that in with the film you can uh Mm -hmm. that will also extend it to three minutes that way you don't feel like you're 
getting less of my footage. It's just now, now it'll be three minutes. So you could argue it'll be two minutes of me, one minute of that footage, but you know, that ratios and blocks. Um, you know, in case there was that special moment that happened the day I wasn't there, Uncle Larry, why weren't you here? Well, I, you know, <laughs> you could still bring it in with your phone. I'll put it in. You send it to me, I'll put it in the film. Because, you know, otherwise, not that those clips get lost, but a lot of times when you film things on your phone, you know, you're never going to see it again. Unless it's like a really important thing, then you, right. you might. But this way, it makes it into the longer magic film and you get the, the you get to see it again. Um, I also have still photos uh that we pull from the footage i'm not i'm not taking dedicated photography i'm not switching my camera over to photo which is a, a whole thing it's called being a hybrid shooter it's uh but i'm filming in 4k and if you want that if there's any moment that you really like um you could purchase the uh i'll, I'll include basically like 20 or 30 stills of the moments from the film that you want in 4k um and I'll export them directly from my editor so that they're the highest possible quality. And I have done longer films than three minutes. I've done five um, minute films, I think six. Yeah, I mean, for multi-day um, filming, like we film in the morning, people are like, but I also want you know footage of fireworks in the evening. So then I'm there in the evening again or another day at the other park at Disney's California Adventure. We're getting some shots over there. All that is, of course, more hours, and then it all extends the time. And you're you're starting to get into custom packages at that point. But um, yeah, that's the main add-ons that people have. All right, cool. You are so you're almost kind of touched on my follow-up question. There was with how do the fireworks and over at DCA, um, all the the the, the nighttime show that they do there in DCA. Yep. How do how do those come across in the film? Do those come because I know you said the Snow White ride no. is too dark, so. Beautifully, though, because there's actually a lot of light when the fireworks and um, World of Color. It's actually a lot of light happening. So yep. no problem shooting in those conditions. It really is just those super dark rides um, that you, you, there's only one car going through at a time. And it's actually like really hard to hold the camera out. And, and we're all stuffed it like Peter Pan. I've tried it on <laughs> Peter Pan. I, you can't film from one car to the other. So it's not like I can be in the car in front of you. And then Peter right. Pan is just like, it's so dark and just so jumbly that it's uh, it just doesn't work. So um, in the process, when we're, you know, get pre-planning, like, well, what rides do we do? I have all of my thoughts and opinions on what rides will work and I'll, I'll save you the trouble. We won't wait 45 minutes for Peter Pan only for it to not come out. I've already tried it. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. All right. So if somebody is trying to think about doing this for uh, kind of like a, a, a present for their spouse or uh, a birthday present or a big anniversary or something that they're trying to kind of hit on the calendar um, to give somebody almost as a gift, what what's their typical time frame that they should be planning for from the day they, they, the day they meet you in the park until the day you send them the, the finished product? What, what kind of turnaround time are they looking at? Well, turnaround. <clears throat> turnaround time is anywhere from two weeks and up to six weeks. It just depends on how many magic films I have going on. And I have a whole corporate side of work where I'm working for other businesses and corporations and they have, there's a whole editing pipeline. So typically two to six weeks, but you know, if you film something in December, like coming up this December, I know there's definitely an expectation to have it before Christmas. Uh, so I'll be working to try to make sure that happens, of course. In terms of when people should um, think about booking me, uh, it's, of course, I can't reserve any dates on the calendar 
until what 60 days out right now or is it 90 days i think it's 90 60 or 90 days for magic keys but um typically around uh around 30 days prior to the trip is good but i've had people reach out like i had someone reach out three days ago asking for november 30th and i just happened to be available so yeah i'll be there but i mean if you want to guarantee not guarantee but if you want to have a higher likelihood that someone hasn't already booked me for a specific date then yeah reach out as soon as possible cool all right so i want to throw that idea out there talking to all the disney dads out there now the perfect gift to get your wife plan a day Tell her you're going to work. Take the kids. Get them over to the park with Larry. Make a magic film with just the kids and give it to your wife as a Mother's Day I, present or something. But I've for had the, for the the Disney yeah. loving mom out there. You're you're gonna melt her heart. I've had uh, for Mother's Day. I've had uh, mothers definitely hire me uh, to be like, oh, this is my Mother's Day gift to myself. And then yep, they will sure. be, they'll take the kids and they'll, cause I will tell you right now, I think most moms will probably want to be in the film. They're not going to want to see this like <laughs> amazing point. thing. They're like, point. Oh, you did that with dad. And that's your gift. <laughs> bring mom, bring mom. <laughs> okay. Even better, even better. So yeah, give, yeah. give them a, give them a gift, like pre-wrap it and tell them that you, you're going to yes. book Larry. So she yes. can go with the kids yes. and Larry for the film. All right. Good. Good. I like Absolutely. that. That is a good idea. Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. All right, so you you said kind of in the beginning too that you, as kind of growing in your Disney fandom, as you moved to California, you were getting into the Disney kind of Instagram side of things, and I'm sure like all of us, we're all following a lot of the same big content creators out there that are that are in the parks constantly putting out some great content, and you've been able to work with some of these content uh, creators as well, like uh, Tucker Bowman, uh, the at Toy Story dad, and Chris yep. and Amanda from uh, Provost Park Pass. What's it like as yeah. a Disney fan that gets to, that has watched these these folks create their content on Instagram and then get to go literally hang out with them in the park and it's see fun. the magic from, from right there in person? It's fun. <laughs> I, can tell, I can tell you from everybody that I've met, they are genuinely uh the the influencers i'll call them uh the disney fans they are genuinely in love with disney they love meeting their fans in particular provost park pass chris and amanda and their son miles um but they they absolutely love meeting people it's wild if you go to their instagram you see they're always reassuring sharing stories of, of people meeting them and everyone's always like oh my gosh they're actually like crazy nice like you're always a little worried that like their personality is just going to be like way different than sure. uh, what you're seeing, but they are hilarious. And the rate that Chris Provost can actually rip out those cheesy pun jokes. <laughs> it's, it's real time. Like it's real time. He can the superpower. He's making them with me while I'm, while I'm filming and I'm like laughing, trying not to shake the camera. And <laughs> <laughs> they are just so hilarious but it, it for me uh it was really cool to um to work with them uh it feels very surreal because i did meet them in the park one time and i was like chris looked really tired uh when we were in line for guardians and i was like i'm just gonna let him go i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bother him and then the second time i saw him i was like nope not this time i'm gonna say hi to him he did not look as tired <laughs> um but i know that even if i did say hi when he was tired he would have perked up okay let me just say that because he's he's amazing um and he was super happy to meet me and then um i reached out to them to be like hey do you guys want to you know make make a magic film now that you you've at least met me, you know, I'm a real person. Um, would yep. you guys be interested in one of these things? And they were, and I mean, we had, 
I think we were delayed like two or three times to actually get it done just because their schedule so hectic and things just kept changing. And then when we finally got to do it, it was like in the heat of July and it was still awesome and they were so nice. <laughs> and I, I really only had like three hours, maybe a little less with them before he had to actually like go and film his content because he wasn't able sure. to do his stuff. I mean, they were trying to be present with me as well and, and you know, actually make a real magic film and not get too distracted and they're just awesome and so kind and they we did we we made a, a lightsaber i mean we just did we did all kinds of fun stuff with them and miles was great he was into it of course he's used to being in front of the camera and then i've worked with them on other parts like uh, last year for oogie boogie i filmed them getting ready into their hair and makeup when he went um as like the candlestick uh from beauty and the beast uh, that was not this, this Oogie Boogie is the last one. Um, and then I, I just, I, I keep working with them about once a year or so. And it's, it's absolutely That's wonderful. Awesome. And yeah. And, and, um, Toy Story Dad, um, they went to Oogie Boogie this year and I filmed them with their costumes, uh, just to hang out with them and, and meet them. And again, they were all so nice. Uh, everybody <laughs> is so kind. It, it it is a lot of fun to meet uh, those people because I think they're more 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 exciting than like celebrities on TV. Like I don't I don't really I like to meet people with the same interest and um, when they've made a name for themselves and are able to make a living doing it, it's really exciting. It's very cool. Yeah, and it's even better to hear that these people that you assume are nice and and super kind and outgoing that you see online when you meet them in person, find out it's actually all true. That's when it's, it's true. Just like it's ugh, true. Disney community once again. Yeah. Perfect. Great stuff. It is. It is. <laughs> All right. So want to uh, kind of go over here next and talk about some specific videos uh, that you've made. The, the, the first one, the one that, that hit that for you page for me months ago that kind of put your content in front of me for the very first time was your, your Haunted Mansion video. So how does that... How does that uh, creator brain go from taking all these skills that you have making these amazing videos filming families in the park how does that uh, translate over to to the ride space well i've also been in the narrative space like i've done uh two feature films as an assistant camera um so like the creative uh, juices are certainly flowing when i'm at disney i'm like this is like a set like disney looks like a set to me yeah. everywhere you point the camera it's been all the props are there it, sometimes you're missing all you're missing is like the lighting but even that comes at certain times of the day so you kind of have to wait but i'm like how can i what what can i do here like this is a playground like what can i film here um that people haven't seen before and i've done a couple of i will call them passion projects because i just did them you know, while I was there without clients and um, you're talking about the Haunted Mansion one. So I decided, you know what, let's let's show the Haunted Mansion like nobody's seen the Haunted Mansion before. Let's not do I'm not just going to do a POV ride through There's a billion of those. Let's yep. really show how much changes when you switch from Haunted Mansion to the holiday overlay, uh, how much the Imagineers are doing. Uh, so I kind of wanted to pay tribute to them a little bit and just show you how much the, the exterior changes. It's incredible how much the interior changes. If you haven't seen the holiday, I've had people who commented on that video. They're like, I've never even seen 
the holiday overlay and now I want to go ride this ride or people be like, I'm not even a fan of the holiday overlay. And I liked watching how it transitions. Yeah. So, so just to describe what to your listeners, what happens here? I, I rode the haunted mansion nine times. Okay. We'll start there five <laughs> times, five times. I rode it with it in normal mode, regular haunted mansion, uh, filming it with a wide angle lens and a tight and I wrote it so it's like two or three were with the wide, two or three were with the tight. I don't really know. Can't remember. But then as I was filming it, I was thinking, I'm going to try to match my framing when they do the holiday overlay and cut those scenes together. And of course, we'll, we'll, I'll find music where this makes sense to do it. And yep. um, that was challenging because I don't know yet. I didn't know. I mean, I've written the holiday overlay, but I'm just like having to like look at past holiday overlay POVs and like, okay, so they do this, they do that. This scene would be really cool. And then I was trying to match my shot, meaning I'm like, I'm, I'm at the same focal length. I'm, I think I'm moving in the same way because it is a moving ride. I know, you know, I'm yep. on a gimbal, so that's helping a lot to smooth it out. And so uh, then I wrote it four more times with the holiday overlay which took forever because the lines were so long. <laughs> I think I did Genie Plus just to write it like one time. Um, totally <laughs> worth it. And uh, and I was like, I'm just going to make this happen in the edit. And I found um, I found the, the best music. Oh, it was the best song. And this is not copyright music. Like I license all this music. So it's all legal um, for this use. And... That way it can get shared and I don't have to worry about getting any copyright strikes. And um, and then I also decided, you know what? I'm going to take the famous holiday overlay voiceover that happens and isolate it from its musical soundtrack using artificial yep. intelligence. I was able to isolate it out and then I used more artificial intelligence to enhance it a little bit uh, just so it didn't sound hollow um normally this would all be done through like regular post software but what you can do now uh with with ai uh is so much faster and so much better um and that allowed me to just separate the voiceover so that i could make it feel like the whole thing was a trailer so that i could take this bit of the voiceover here and move it to a different spot in the video and the entire point was that i wanted to make like a movie trailer if Haunted Mansion Holiday Overlay had a movie trailer, what would it look like if it was for the ride itself? And, you know, with the movie that just came out, I was hoping to ride the coattails of that a little bit. They released it in July, though, so not not so much. They <laughs> didn't they didn't hold off. Um, I wasn't able to be like, hey, you know, you know, that movie that you all love. How about this? How about we do it? The trailer, but for for the actual ride, I did have some comments that were like, wow, this is better than. This is better than the better movie. Than the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was certainly I'll better than that petition. It's better that. than the movie, sure. better than the certainly better than the trailers or whatever. Yeah. But um that was a lot of fun. Um and that took uh many hours of editing to get everything aligned properly and um many scenes where I thought thought it would work did not work. And scenes where <laughs> I was hoping uh it would work just looked absolutely fantastic most of the exterior work that i did looked really good i was able to cut that um 
the opening shot. If people go to watch that, the opening shot where I'm pushing in through the through bars, the yep. through the fence bars, um, that worked out really well. I had I had done test shots before they even um, did the overlay. Like I was testing that shot just from daytime to nighttime just to see if I could do it. Um, and I was like, yep, I can do it. So we're going to try this on a bigger scale. And yeah, everyone seems to just be really shocked that it was possible to do that. People just, you know, I'm just doing it during normal operating hours. Like I'm not there when yeah. I'm not supposed to be. I don't have any special permissions to do it. Anybody can go out and uh, come up and with make- these crazy ideas and, and execute it. And that's, that's the cool part here. And you talk about it now too, because when I first, the first video I saw was the video that you put out that was just the, the traditional haunted mansion by itself. So I didn't yeah. even know that from the, so from the start, your idea was always to do it for both versions of the ride and then have them mix up together. That's really cool. It's really cool. To yeah. Do it. Yeah. So when you're, when you're getting these shots there, when you're talking about like testing coming through the fence and different things on the ride, can you typically tell when you're in the moment, like I, this, this shot is golden. I know I just got a winner here. Or is it almost always you can't really tell until you get kind of back into the, the editing booth and start piecing it together? Oh, you can tell. You can tell. There's certain shots where you're just like, because I did the test shots um, and I was able to cut those in, uh, I shot wider than I needed to, like just so that I could crop in up to 20% and s- just to get the, the angles to match. And since I knew I was going, it, it, I'll tell you, one of the problems I did have during the ride was Anytime there's a slowdown um, on the ride, which right. happens all the time, uh, yep. it would mess up the pacing of when the because I couldn't I wouldn't be able to cut from the rides moving at a expected speed and then it cuts to the uh, the scene. But it's moving a lot. It's actually jarring if it was moving too slow. So then I'd have to like try to speed it up in the edit, like play it back faster. But then it it still just looked jerky. And so that's where writing it nine times helped smooth out like i was like well but i got that scene when it wasn't you know when someone didn't need a little extra time to get on or off the ride and uh there's all those little unpredictable things that you just don't think about until it's oh you're in the edit and you're dealing with it but you you can tell like you can tell when you're filming it you're like yeah i think i nailed that because like i i exported frame grabs on my phone so that pr- just prior when I'm in the line, I was studying my framing on my, oh, cool. uh, right. on my, yeah, on the, on the shots to try to match them and be like, okay, when I get here, I need to be on this person. I, when I get here, I need to be on this tight shot. That's and good idea. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, I had time to do that, but it, it's, that's, you know, it's effort. I, I, I had to, and I didn't get it right all the time. And I'm focus is a thing in there. Cause when, when you're shooting on a tight lens uh, and you have what's called a, a shallow depth of field shooting at like an F 1.4, uh, it's really hard to get the thing you want in focus because despite the fact that you feel like the ride's moving really slow, when you're shooting on a really tight lens, it's moving very fast, very fast for the camera to get focus. So um, the tights, I weren't so sure if they would if they would work out in the cuts, but the wides, I felt a lot better about. Cool. Now, do you did you in putting that video together? Did you at any point were you kind of back home doing the editing, putting it all together, and you came up with an, another idea of a different shot to try to go and get to add in and have to go 
back to the park and get more film or did you pretty much get it all the traditional stuff on one day and then all the holiday overlay on a second day and that was it i did the the traditional uh, haunted mansion i shot it over two days i was really worried about one of the like my first wide i think i just i felt like it was too grainy i changed some settings and i got a better wide shot on another day and um but then for the holiday overlay i got all four rides in in one day and was like i don't have any more time to come back to the park <laughs> i've got i've got other edits and clients like i i have to just it has to work <laughs> uh that's why i spent all that time like exporting the frame grads having it on my phone memorizing where the camera needed to be almost at every second of the ride i was anticipating okay there's that shot next shot is this next shot is that and moving the camera before you get to something it's it's on nothing and then all of a sudden that comes into frame um and and the camera's struggling to get focus and i'm like well that didn't work out and but i got i can't be sad about it because i'm on to the next thing um that i'm filming and then i'm having to make a mental note when i ride it the second time or maybe even the third time like i still need to keep my tight because i'm not changing i'm not changing my lens halfway through the ride i'm keeping one lens on for the entire ride and just getting all those shots um that'd be impossible to change the lens during it uh, without missing significant portion of the ride. But um, yeah, there was definitely times when I was like, yeah, this, that did not work at all. And I mean, if I had like, if I had Disney's blessing and I could go through at the speed I want, like I could make that even better. But part of the fun is the challenge that it's not going to be. Yeah. Working with I, the conditions. That you yeah. I like, I like the restrictions. Like, as much as I don't like the crowds, I also think, yeah, but how can I work around them? Because that means other videographers have to have the crowds. And so if I'm yeah. going to produce something that people haven't seen, I'm going to have all the same restrictions. I don't want to have any uh, shortcuts. Like, I don't want to have anything handed to me. Like, I kind of like the huge challenge of executing something during normal park operating hours. Because I've also assisted uh productions and photographers uh at 4 a.m at disney before it opens and we're shooting at the castle um and there's nobody there and i'm like well this is a piece of cake there's nobody here like (laughs) you've got your subject there's nothing else happening i mean sure you only have like three hours for the park opens or whatever but it's just completely different when people are there it's a huge challenge and i actually welcome that challenge (laughs) That is awesome. And to me, the, the best compliment I can give you in, in this video specifically is you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier there too, is it's just, it's so unique. It's not, it's content that you're just not going to see anywhere else in the Disney space right now. And that to me, at least for me personally, that is the, the fastest follow, reach out. How do I become friends with this person? I want to talk to them. <laughs> and just because there's so much, especially in the Disney space, I feel like too, Everyone has done the video where they throw stuff on the frying pan and pretend like they're frying up their their Disney budget or the they've used the video of yeah. Nicolas Cage looking at Pedro Pascal <laughs> in the car. Like we've seen you see the same content over yeah. and over and over and over again. And it just for me personally, it drives me nuts. So when I when I saw Larry's yeah. video with the Haunted Mansion the first time, it just it blows your doors off. It's so much cooler and so much more unique than anything else going on in this Disney space right now. I just, I can't tell you enough how important it is for you to follow Larry on Instagram and check him out on YouTube. Even if you're not uh, a Disneyland uh, local and, and don't have the opportunity to try to meet up and, and do one of these, the, the magic film experiences with Larry, 
you should still absolutely follow him on Instagram and check out this YouTube content that he's putting out there because it's just phenomenal. Yeah, it's meant to be entertaining. I mean, I mean, you don't have to be like you say, you don't have to be a Disney fan. You could just be a fan of like really amazing looking stuff that you haven't seen before, perhaps of a park that you like. But, you know, I mean, otherwise it's got I'm trying to do techniques that people haven't seen or are very underutilized. Like I that technique that I'm you that I use with Haunted Mansion, I actually used it in other stuff I've done uh, when transitioning from daytime to nighttime shots. I call them day for night transitions. So you show the same shot in the daytime and then you match the framing again for nighttime. And it's just really cool transition, especially during like Oogie Boogie and uh, just to show how things transform and look different from day to night. Um, This is not the same as day for night shooting, which some if if there's any filmmakers out there, that's when you make (laughs) daytime look like nighttime. But this is an actual transition itself. Um, Yeah. So thank you. I appreciate all those compliments. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, they're all well, very well deserved, I promise. Um, so I want to talk about another video that you made that is not only one of my favorites, but it is a massive hit with my kids here at the house. I don't I don't I, I didn't look to uh, write down how many views uh, it has on YouTube, but I, I promise you at least a thousand or two thousand of them are from our household <laughs> alone. And it's the video you did with Baby Yoda getting lost yeah. in Disneyland. My kids are obsessed with this video we just (laughs) we'll watch on repeat eight times in a row all the time all the way even my three-year-old will say got a baby yoda baby yoda video so for sure how how, sure tell tell people all the magic and all the secrets behind this video all of the secrets so the premise was by the way i should just yeah yeah the the premise (laughs) was uh baby yoda which we know is named grogu um, but I'm going to refer to him as Baby Yoda here. He, yep. I, I took the concept of, okay, I, people love the magic films. I like making a magic film, but how can I make it kind of like, let's have a new character that we aren't expecting. Um, and I have to come up with like a loose story. Cause like, I, like why is Baby Yoda like running around Disneyland? Like what happened? You know, <laughs> what, <laughs> like what what exactly is going on and so to me i was like i don't want to film this unless i know why he's doing it and that that is part of the story we get to that in the in the video at the end you kind of discover oh that's that's what's happening that's why he's running around that's why he's here but um you know i start off with him being you know very timid and scared a little bit of disneyland and uh i guess i should even back up further so i had to get a baby yoda like i had to find a baby yoda that was like like kind of look good on camera because there's a as i found out there's a bunch that don't look very good uh (laughs) that don't sell like i wanted this to look like really good like i didn't want to just have like crappy ones so i actually ended up buying three baby yodas uh one hero yoda which is the picture yoda in that it looks the best uh up close and this mm-hmm. looks the best period, even from farther away, except there's almost there's no movement to him, like unless he has a puppeteer that's like cleverly framed out of the frame, um, because I wanted walking shots with Baby Yoda and I wanted some like ear movement and hand movement. And those are completely different Baby Yodas that you're seeing in the video. And anyone can you can kind of tell like it's not that hard but when you're looking at it quickly on your phone maybe i could fool a couple of you but um there are three different yodas in the film 
And um, I had a puppeteer with me, which is uh, a fancy name for a friend. And he <laughs> came with me. His name's Mike. Shout out to Mike. Thank you, Mike. And um, he would My give. Kids, the... Thank you, Mike. You're, you and Larry. <laughs> He's what really Heroes. brought. Yeah, he yeah, really is the unsung hero here. He's what brought Baby Yoda to life. He would like pinch his Who's your neck. Frank Oz? Yes, he was like he was the one that made this happen, and he would like give him those little head movements that that he has in the show. You know, there's nothing drastic. He doesn't move fast very often, so it's like you. Could, I was like, you could sell this. Um, and so he gets lost, and then he, uh, you know, he's wandering around. There's walking shots by the castle, and uh, uh, there's a lot of very excited children while I was filming. Uh, <laughs> That just would like scream, oh my God, baby Yoda. And I'd be like, yep, come on up and, you know, interrupt the shot and say hi. I don't, I'm, I'm here all day. I'll get it eventually. I really don't mind. And then, um, uh, so then he gets more comfortable and starts going on some rides. And I film him on a few of the, the you know, the usual suspects, like I mentioned before, teacups, Dumbo, <laughs> and uh, King Arthur. And, um, and then he makes his way to Star Wars land, and of course, and then uh, also the fireworks, and he finds the tree, because it is during the holidays. This was made last year. And, mm-hmm. um, and then he basically passes out uh, from eating too many sweets and just being in awe of Disney fireworks, and the Mandalorian finds him and um, says to him, see, I told you that was a bad idea and then they're together so i blend technically there's a fourth baby yoda because it's disney's official baby yoda that you see i do film yep. man mando had just started coming to the parks and i wanted to integrate him into the film in some way and the way that i filmed it i used what's called anamorphic lens uh which helps give it that that you know higher uh production quality look it creates a specific flare and a specific um lens distortion that's harder for the layman to understand what they're seeing but it helps lend itself to really sell that this is like like real um and i I, again thank you to mike for for helping with everything here i mean we went through security with three baby yodas in our backpack (laughs) and the only the only way for the baby yoda to fit in the backpack like the big one was you could actually remove his ears and his hands and oh, they wow. were so they were just like like dismembered baby Yoda parts like in the backpack. And uh security when they just opened a, it. Just another day at Disney. Couple just, of dudes walking in with three baby Yodas and a bunch of pieces. <laughs> dismembered in their backpacks. And, and and I open it up and the security guy is just he just looks at me and he goes Not the first time, you guys. It's actually not the first time. <laughs> Guys, uh, big Star Wars fans, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not the first time I've seen this. And I'm like, okay, good. And he's like, have fun. <laughs> they, they don't really ask that many questions. Um, but yeah, you really haven't had, you, you haven't seen two Disney fans um, until you've seen uh, two grown men on the King Arthur carousel putting a baby Yoda on one of the horses. <laughs> And then trying to film it without facing backwards because you're not allowed to like turn around on that ride and film. You have to face forward. So abiding by all of the rules that Disney has, I was able to like I'm like hand holding this camera out as far as I can to get the shot 
and just these two guys and you know we, we, we even we put the belt on them like we we put the strap on them and everything yep <sighs> so, I just, I really proud of that want to be a fly on the wall in this i know it's just we, the, like three or four security officers going what are these two dudes doing i felt i did been, feel like there eighth, were just their eighth time on the on the carousel <laughs> in a row with a baby yoda <laughs> <laughs> I did feel like security might have been watching a little bit more than than normal, <laughs> just to make sure like that we weren't being too weird. Um, but yeah, they were they would they would watch me because like I would uh, I went back for two days day two of shooting. I brought the uh, I needed more pickup shots. Like I was doing the edit, and I'm like, I really need a walking shot where he's walking towards the castle. And so I I, I have a remote control. I'm tr- and I was alone. Like I didn't have Mike with me. So I'm I'm. Oh, remote wow. controlling baby Yoda while also making sure my framing is correct. So I like had the camera on the ground with like my, like a phone and my wallet like propped up on it to try to get the framing right. And then I'm like trying to remote control this baby Yoda all while timing it while people aren't walking. And then it was, it was challenging. Okay. That's where I, I enjoy the fact that this was okay. done during completely open hours. And, um, and I just had to wait. Sometimes I had to wait like 20 minutes somewhere just for crowds to clear. Just for whatever reason, the walkway is really busy. You never know. A ride gets shut down. Sure. It gets really busy. And I'm all set up for the shot. And I'm not just going to abandon it. I'm just going to sit there. And I'm just going to have fun with kids while they come up to them and say hi. And then when it gets less crowded, I'll get my shot. And normally it would only take 10 seconds and I'd be off. Because I don't like hanging out in any one spot for too long. I don't want to gum anything up, you know. Yep. Yep. Well, I'm going to throw more compliments at you again here, so get ready, because this is another just phenomenal video. Like I said, my kids already, it's their their favorite thing to watch. But Mine too. Mine as, too. As, as a full-grown adult, I'm, I can't pick up the difference when you're switching out the different Yodas in the video, so you, you hit all the edits perfectly in there, and some of my favorite parts of that one are, are how you kind of mix in where you can tell that you're towards the end there when you have the, the Mando with the, yeah. the the baby Yoda there from the park and it just it fits like because I'm thinking the same thing in my head. I'm like, how is he gonna connect the dots here at the end? And then the way yeah. you mix it in with the the actual one from the park is like, oh just so well done. But my my two favorite parts I think are when he's in the Dumbo and he gets excited for the first time and kind of mm-hmm. like the dots connect for him. Like, oh if I use this, it leads to more fun. And then the the reaction to the uh to the fireworks. What 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 went into all the little extra sound effects too? Because it's yeah. it's incredible that just a, a, a stuffed or not a stuffed animal, but a, a, a toy yeah. for all intents and purposes, a toy baby Yoda literally feels like I'm watching the real thing from the show. Like you're you're getting emotion through this this yeah. uh this toy through through the video so what what goes into that part of it with the uh the sound effects with the sound effects i will say uh some of them are me so i am oh, awesome. imitating i'd listened i would listen <laughs> with headphones and then i would try to mimic the sound from my microphone um awesome. and then at least one or two i just I, like i couldn't I couldn't mimic it, so I actually just recorded the sound that the cheap toy made and used that, but kind of yep. you know changed it as I could in post to try to make it not sound so Mattelli <laughs> cheap. But <laughs> there's soundbox. But I exactly it needs a new one. <laughs> but I but I, my voice is in there, um, and uh, there's a couple other like fun tricks that I pull on the viewer here where. 
for the fireworks, um, I wasn't able to like be in the ideal spot for the reflections in the eyes to work. Uh, so what I ended up doing, cause it was just so crowded. And then I, how am I supposed to like get the, how am I supposed to hold it? Cause again, I didn't have Mike the whole time. How am I supposed to hold Grogu and get the shot at the exact moment where I want the fireworks to end for those people who know, like, you know, what's the last shot of the fireworks show. Um, so I, I did a little trickery on you. Uh, I did just put the fireworks on a, a TV in my living room and I filmed yep. him watching the TV ah, and love it. it, it works. You can't, you can't it tell totally work. at totally all. Work. It's, it sells it Incredible. because prior to that, you, you, I filmed him in the park. You just don't see the transition. I just made sure all the lighting, you couldn't tell what was behind him. It just kind of falls off into blackness. And then, uh, and then I was able to get the eyes in focus with the firework shot that I wanted at the exact moment that I wanted it. And then he has to fall backward at the time I need it to happen. And yes, there were 20 takes of it, but it was in the comfort of my home. Um, same thing. Like when he's laying on the ground with the treats around him, like that's just in my backyard. I think that one's a little bit more obvious. Um, but, um, yeah, most people can't pick up on the fireworks uh, at all. No, but now, but now um, we all know the secret's out. You, you, this is uh, behind I us. Thought, oh, the the I bonus have no features secrets. on the DVD yeah, here. I have no <laughs> secrets. Um, when he's looking up at the tree, though, like that in the reflection in his eyes, there, that one's real. That one we got uh, just before we left for the day. I was able to get that one on the way out. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, the, and then the sound effects. I went over that. Um, I'm trying to think, if there's any other trickery that I did. Other than just like difficult, it, I knew that he would. So there's this point in the film where it transitions kind of away from him being timid and scared to being like, I'm just going to embrace the fun of Disneyland. And I knew when that moment was going to happen. I knew I was going to have it happen on on Dumbo. And when he reaches forward and, and pushes the lever up, uh, yeah. you know, I rode Dumbo. We did it. We just rode it one time. That's it. I got all the shots in one Right. Like I, just awesome. because I'm so used to working with kids and getting everything done and planning, like I was like, all right, we're going to get all the shots in one because Mike had his camera. So he got the lever shot with the hand like before we even took off. And then while we were flying around, all he had to do was just keep repeating the same motion. I think we got like six or seven tries uh, yep. before I got like the focus correct and the exposure and the background that I wanted and all that stuff. So. Yeah, I mean, if you're a filmmaker or uh, a critic, <laughs> you, you're going to like the film just because there's a bunch of uh, fun stuff in there. And just knowing it's at a real the real park while people are actually there and just imagining two guys doing this, I think it's hilarious. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the it's a, almost like a Pixar feel. There's enough kid content there to keep them happy. But even as an adult, I would. When my kids are watching it eight, nine times in a row, I can't stop what I'm doing. I'm I'm getting sucked in and watching it eight, nine times in a row with them it's as well, because it's it's just so well done. So uh, with that, I'll throw you. I have one audience question here for this episode, oh, and this yes. comes in from my children. They want to know. <laughs> you got to ask Larry. Are, are there any plans to make more Baby Yoda videos in the park somewhere else? out in the real world somewhere at a Dunkin Donuts, Starbucks, anywhere. They just want more yeah. Larry videos with, with baby Yoda. What, 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 give me some good news to pass along to my kids. 
So we have we call these passion projects where I'm basically just going, you know what, at least once a year, I'm going to film something at Disneyland that's, you know, that that people are not used to seeing. Last year, it was Baby Yoda gets lost in yep. Disneyland. This year was the Haunted Mansion Holiday Overlay trailer. Um, next year, uh, I am going I, I i've had this thing in my head again with more star wars stuff just because the star wars area is so developed and looks so good that i just feel like there is a whole like like story in there that i have in my head um that i want to do it it doesn't that one that I'm thinking of does not involve baby Yoda, but I have had plenty of people say, well, when is baby Yoda going to get lost at DCA DCA? Sure. So, yep. so natural, natural yes, follow-up question. that's a thought as, <laughs> as how, how am I going to make the story make sense and go over there? Because there's, there are rides that he could totally do over there. Um, like I really want him to ride Soren. I don't know. I just think he'd, he'd have a blast. <laughs> I don't know how I would actually like put him in the seat and like, you know, because the cast member is going to be like, that's not a person. Like you can't, <laughs> you can't like take up you a chair. Give him a seat. Yeah, I'm like, dang. Okay. Well, well so I have restrictions. Did, you know, you'd you'd have to put the buckle through that little loophole because he's yep, definitely not tall enough. He's not tall enough. The, uh, the exactly. <laughs> for sure. For sure. And that would be part of the shot for sure. But um. But yeah, there's a whole there's another thing in, in Star Wars and Galaxy's Edge that I want to hit on more. Just um, uh, I want to tell like a little story um, that happens in there just from the guests. Like it, it is guests from the guest perspective, but it's like I take it very seriously um, and I want it to involve kids. Um, so I, I'm like, I'm like, man, I got to kind of find some child actors. And then I do have some people that I um, am thinking of using. Um, and I'm not going to say I'm going to like hold additions for this because it's starting to get a little too serious, but like, I need people who kind of can act a little bit in order to, to, to execute this. Um, but, uh, yeah, so there, there is something to look forward to. And I do think I should do, I should totally do something with baby Grogu in DCA and, and really plan that one out because I think that would be a lot of fun. I've had people in the comment section on YouTube and send me stuff be like, this is amazing. But we got it. You got to do DCA. You got to do DCA with Baby Yoda, or Baby Yoda, excuse me. Yeah, maybe maybe you have to time it up on a on an Oogie Boogie Bash night so you can get somebody to dress oh, up he... as as Mando to be able to go in there with him. Because otherwise, how do you get how do you get that Mando connection over there? I I don't yet have the story. It sounds like you have more of the uh, the script. I will work. We'll workshop it. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll throw some ideas against the wall here. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Excellent. And as far as like the the haunted mansion ride uh, type of video goes, do you have any more of those more uh, the the ride trailer type videos that you have kind of in the works that you can uh, tease people with here going forward? Yeah, I mean, I've also thought of I actually okay, so two things. One, I thought it'd be really cool to almost make like trailers for each land where each oh, land yeah. and each yeah. ride has its own like music and there's some story to tell. Like Frontierland has its own story. Uh, Tomorrowland, I always thought Tomorrowland would be really cool to kind of modernize and um, shoot it uh, Tron-like. Like I don't know. Like I want to bring in something that that modernizes that land, even though it still looks like the '80s. Um, <laughs> or even like um, make make some sort of uh, I don't want to call it a trailer, but we'll stick with that word for now for the major rides at Disneyland. So how can I show Space Mountain like you've never seen it? How can I show 
um, Thunder Mountain like you haven't seen it before. Can I make a trailer for each one of these? Is there a way to tease that? I mean, these some of these have great voiceovers that I can play with sound effects that are really cool. Um, I made a three minute version of a magic film with my daughter that included some interesting shots of Space Mountain. And a lot of times when I can't sleep, I'm actually listening to types of music that I think would fit these videos. And I I often will select my music and then I'll build my shots around that motivation. Music is a massive driver uh for me if i or i'll come up with the concept and be like i but i'm not going to do it until i find the right song and then when i find the right song i'm like now i see it now i can actually see the shots happening at those moments in the song oftentimes i'll do a custom cut of the song to make it fit a 60 or 90 second uh time frame but yeah there's a lot of possibilities for me on what i want to do and it just comes down to me having the time to do it Sure. Um, and but it's very exciting just because these two passion projects went so well and so i'm just so encouraged i'm like wow i can actually like like you could do yeah, this like you, you can totally do this and um and, and you, you don't have to be restricted you don't have to be scared that you can't do it like i would encourage other people to to come up with these ideas and thoughts and, and do them and uh, I don't want to be the only person doing this, but I, I will be if I have to be, you know, I just, it's, <laughs> there's, there's a photography group that has, that I meet up with, uh, and, um, there are videographers in there and I'm like, Hey guys, you can do this too. Like come up with something, run it by me. Let's think of a cool thing for you to shoot. And you can learn how to, a lot of them are just starting out, but, um, like use Disneyland as a way to train and learn how to do stuff because, Almost anywhere you point it, it looks pretty good. Um, crowds dependent, but um, yeah, I, there's absolutely more stuff coming. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Teamwork makes the dream work. Just right. an, another That's reason right. to uh, to get on board here and support what Larry's doing. So, again, I can't be more serious when I say any any anybody that's listening to this podcast that is a Disneyland local, if you can if if you can reach out to Larry. Talk to him, get a conversation going about getting your magic film process uh, going. Save yourself 25% if you do it before December 19th. And even if you're not a local and don't plan on being at the park anytime soon, if you're a Walt Disney World park, uh, home park person or you live somewhere else in the country, still, there's so much cool content that Larry's putting out. And all these magic films that he's putting up on online too, even if you don't know the people, it's still, it's just as enjoyable to watch those as it is the, the haunted mansion video and the baby Yoda video. So I, I just, I can't sing this guy's praises here enough. I'm not just uh, uh, patting him on the back here. Cause I got him on the show and we're staring at each other on a video screen, but <laughs> I, I just a huge, huge fan of, of all the content that he's putting out. So please support Larry, go, go and check him out. And uh, Larry, can you, can you, in your words, tell everybody where they can uh, reach out and find you here one last time? Absolutely. On Instagram at your magic film. Uh, that's where all of my work is. There's more work there than on my website, for example. So if you just want to go down 20 films deep uh, and imagine <laughs> your family there, you can do that. Um, send a, a DM to me. Uh, we can talk there and then um, eventually make yourself uh, make your way over to yourmagicfilm.com. You can uh, click the reserve your date button, fill out the form. It'll ask for the date. Uh, it'll ask for if there's any magic moments, if there's anything particular that's special to you. 
how many kids you got if you have kids because again i work with couples too um and um yeah um yeah absolutely just those are the first steps and i hope to hear from you awesome well larry i can't thank you enough for coming on the show here tonight i love you everything that you're doing and uh really appreciate you giving up some uh some late hours here oh, on, uh, on a saturday night uh to uh come in on the show and uh and talk to us and tell us all about what you're doing so thanks oh, yeah. again for uh for coming on the show you have to you have to for johnny absolutely you have to <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having awesome. me johnny <laughs> no problem that vet, that hundred dollar venmo is coming to your head, <laughs> <laughs> all right larry we'll talk to you again i'm sure here in the future yes. on the show all right thank you right. bye-bye have a good one